Welcome, Pathfinders, back to the Find the Path podcast. I am once again your host and Game Master, Rick Sandage. I am joined by my players. We want a quick round table again. I swear we're probably going to stop this soon. I'm Jessica Peters, playing Sagira, the ro- the ranger, not the rogue. <laughs> the ranger rogue. <laughs> I'm Jordan, playing Sudi Kantar. I am Rachel, and I'm playing Citra, who is the rogue. I'm Heather Allen, and I'm playing Onuris, who is a cleric. I'm a monk also, Sudi. Sudi is a monk. Sudi is a monk, yes. Well, I mean, oh, I mean, there's only one other male voice in this podcast, but hopefully they'll Girls eventually be able to tell us about it. Yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> so we are continuing the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. We are still in Book 1, The Half-Dead City by Jim Groves. If you want more information on the Adventure Paths, you can check that out at paizo.com. But when last we left our heroes, they had been delving into the tomb of Akintepi. It uh, descended into its depths, battling against a uh, surprise scorpion attack and rolling large rocks out of their way and climbing down holes in the general adventuring fun that in- that entails before making their way and beginning to actually loot the tomb, which is the whole goal of what they're down here doing. Respectfully. Respectfully. Recovering respectful. artifacts. It belongs in a museum. Yes. I got a cool sword. You got a cool sword. You did. In fact, you got <laughs> into a room, you found a cool sword, you uh, picked up said cool sword, and in the meantime, I believe our uh, resident cat folk, Sudi, so many S names, still throwing me. Sudi had noticed that a small number of the uh, figures on the diorama laid on the table seemed to have shifted while he wasn't looking. And as he turned back, the six inch tall warriors dramatically leaped to the attack. It's kind of like Toy Soldier, but more deadly. Mm. I, I don't know. They were. I haven't seen were, that movie in a long time. I mean, no, so. they were pretty deadly. They're setting up like fireworks and stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know, grabbing power tools. Power tools and killing people. That Surrender the Gorgon scum. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that has not seen this movie? Oh my god! Oh, oh my gosh! No, it's what? So good! You need to see it. Go see it. It's wonderful. It has Devin go, Sawa. Go see it. Yeah. Go yeah. see. Go in see it in theaters. It, I think it's go on Netflix. It. I don't know. It was last time. Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as not seeing like Jurassic Park or something. I mean, but yeah, no, that one was a multiple theater viewing. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a must see. Anyone who has not seen that is uh, is missing out on their life. Regardless, though, let's kick in some music. We're uh, once again using Sirenscape for anyone that is interested. They are not a sponsor, but we love them. Regardless, though, as we cut back to our party, I believe Sudi had had enough time to let out a shout, backpedaling away, as the three figures would launch themselves to the attack, and I will need initiative from the party. That is a great first roll. Ow, I was so close to being a good roll now. Much better today. Much better. So it sounds like we had a couple of good initiatives out there. Let's start on my left here. And a 19 for Segura. Segura gets a 19. Sudi has a 6. Sudi gets a 6. Citra. Citra's rocking a 22. Citra is coming in with a 22. On yours? On yours has a 5. It's a Woo-hoo. 5. Well, okay. All right, combat breaks out. Sudi is the only one uh, immediately aware of the tiny little figures leaping to the attack, and so you'll get to act in surprise attack round and act first. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Yeah, they're, they're coming in low. Okay, uh, I'm going to f- punch him in the face. Well, punch the closest one. There's two. I'm going to do the one right in front yep. of me. He's a tiny little wooden doll. How about ye tiny little doll possessed by some demon? 16. A 16 will strike your target. Yes. All right. Hit them for, wow, for four <laughs> points of damage. You would viciously punch into it to no effect. 
You would lightly Uh-oh. tap it. Uh oh. You like you like you just kind of knock it over. <laughs> I'm batting at it like yeah. I'm playing like a cat. Yeah, just trying to knock it off of the edge of the shelf. From there we go to the tiny little figures. The first one will leap into your square, provoking an attack of opportunity from you as it closes. See if I can actually do something with that. I get a seven. A seven will not strike your target as it leaps uh, entering into your square. The other two go running past you. Uh, do you have combat reflexes? I wish. No. Uh, the other two go running past you and uh, both of them dive at Sagira, who stands there oblivious, still kind of like hefting her kopesh. Nice. So from there we go to round one of combat. Citra, you would spin around seeing tiny little six-inch to- toy dolls with tiny little spears launching themselves through the air as Sudi <laughs> shouts and begins punching and kicking wildly at them. Um, they seem to be focused on Sagira right now. Yeah, I guess I'll five-foot step towards Sagira. Oh, well, I don't think I can around the table. Not around the I? table. Okay, so I will move the ten feet to get around the table. Very well. You go rushing towards them. And then um, I guess I'll slash at it with my kukri. So you close on them, drawing your kukri as you close. Oh, but my base attack is on zero, so I can't do that as, as a I believe you had your weapon away while you were yeah, searching Yeah, so the I draw my weapon, and then I wait to attack in the next six seconds. Very well. <laughs> You're getting there. You're training. Sagira. I You're will... hefting the kopesh that you were already holding and just stole that apparently angered them. As you would turn around and see two tiny little dolls begin stabbing up at you with their little spears. I will notice them, and then I will kill them with their master sword. Very well. <laughs> oh. Maybe I will kill them with my with their master sword. I get a sixteen. Sixteen will not strike as I your don't. blade would spark off against the floor. I, I don't kill them with their master sword. I keep hearing master sword, and I'm like, you're not Link. I'm not Link. <laughs> I shoot rays at them. I'm at full health. <laughs> so you can take a five foot step or move action if you'd like to do either. Oh yeah, I guess I do want to take a five foot step out of this square. And there we go to Sudi. Closed uh, on you. Yes, they have. I will flurry of blows. You begin to punch and kick and claw. Uh, 19. A 19 will solidly plant your foot on one. Six points of damage. Six points of damage, fracturing it slightly. And a 20. A 20 will also strike your target. For seven points of damage. As you would slam down onto it again, surprised as it would just spring back up and continue to rush towards you. Well, that's bad. I'm going to take a five foot step away. The party closes ranks. Into lightning bolt formation. The tiny figures uh, re-enter the initiative. All three of them will step forward, provoking attacks of opportunity from Citra, Segura, and Sudi. Uh, Segura gets a 19. I 19 get an, will uh, hit. Sudi gets an 8, which is a miss. I get nope. an 11. Nope. I do 6 points of damage to the one that entered Segura Square. So Segura chops down, managing to slice into this one. It would bounce back before immediately springing back to the attack, rushing at you. With mindless determination. They'll rush into your squares and begin to stab at all of you. So we'll just make our way around. So we'll start with Citra. Jeez. 20 and a 19. Yeah, both of those will hit. Both of those will hit as they viciously stab into you. Striking you for one point of damage with each stab. So two points of damage as you get little splinters rammed into your ankle over and over again. They're so vicious. They're so vicious. It's like the amount of damage a cat can do. The next one's going at Sagira with a 19 and a 10. Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. This one managed to jam you for two points of damage, though. Bringing us around to the third one, stabbing at Sudi. I would like to say that it screeches out a little attack, but it's mindless. So, 13 and 7. It could be pro No, to, do that. to both. No. Too wily. 
Too wily. Fur is too thick. You have too much rope. Uh, <laughs> on yours. <laughs> on yours, we'll draw his kopesh and then stab at the one that's on Citra. With a tin. A tin will not strike your target, as I suppose you're trying to swing a massive kopesh around your friend to strike a tiny little six-inch tall figure. It's a very odd situation. You have not yet experienced this in your uh, years of wandering in the desert or no, filing no, I books have in not. libraries. From Onurus, we go back around to the top of the initiative, Citra. Now that I actually have my kukri out, I would like to try and attack it. Try your best to kukri it. Yep. Which one are you attacking? Are you attacking the one in your square, or do you want to attack yeah. the one that's flanked in the center square? Oh, you know, I'll probably go with the flanked one, because that means I get my sneak attack, right? Yes. Okay, so I will go for that one, um, and I get a <clears throat> 20 to hit it. A 20 will solidly strike your target as you heft your kukri and stab down. For eight points of damage. Viciously cutting into him, he is still moving. Again, it's kind of chopping wooden blocks at this point, so it's... You're powering your way through. Uh, as a side note... I need to sharpen my kukri. <laughs> yes. You need to make an adamantine kukri. Anyone that wants to on their turn can make an Aldrakana, but I don't think that that's this group. I don't have no. that. No. <laughs> Next I level. I found your weakness. Next level, somebody takes that. Next level. So from Citra, we go to Segura. I'm going to take a five-foot step out of my square, forward, and then I'm going to turn around and slash at, at the doll in Citra Square. I'm going to two-handed attack, since the first one didn't do enough damage to kill it. But I'm only going to roll an 11, so... An 11 will not hit. Uh, there are tiny little things running back and forth between all of your legs, so... Also, I'm rolling fives. Citra, applaud your effort. <laughs> I was trying to give you a justification for it, but alright. I don't have Also, it. I'm rolling terribly. Mostly, I'm rolling terribly. So, Sagira takes a five-foot step and curses the gods. Sudi. Well, punching them isn't really seeming to work, so I'm going to take a five-foot step up next to Sagira, draw my dagger, and try the dagger. So you take a five-foot step, you pull your dagger. <laughs> Jesus, like the third four this time, this, uh, this day. <laughs> so I'm going to get a seven. A seven will not hit. You've wasted all of your luck on initiatives. Aren't we the full base attack bonus classes? That's why, yes. yes. Yes, we are. We're also first level, so there's that. You stepped out of the flank. I can hop onto the table. So those two warrior figures are going to... You know what? They're both going to dive to the attack against Segura, provoking an attack from Segura. Hey, I don't have combat reflexes, though, unfortunately. Okay, maybe I hit one this time with... My strength is down by one... With a 21. 21 will strike your target. Well, good. <laughs> For seven points of damage, minimum damage. Seven points of damage will still kill the first one as it enters your scare, square. Square. Oh, good. Square sending uh, fragments of it scattered across the floor. Watch out for splinters, guys. A little clutter clutter. The other one, though, does enter your square and gets to attack you. We're looking at a 12 and an 8. Nope. Nope, neither of those. It glances off your armor. You've been hopping back and forth from foot to foot. The last one's still in the square there with Citra. Uh, full out attacks. You really don't like Citra. That'd be a 20. God, yeah. And a perfect 20, which will automatically hit threat. And you didn't even take the sword. It's like death of a thousand 17. cuts right Yeah. Confirm critical hit. Uh-oh. They're, They're going to do ten points of damage. Critical splintering. So two points of damage from the non-critical, and 
four points of damage from the critical as it rams into your ankle. I have two hit points, guys. <laughs> hey, but you're next to the cleric, so everything's okay. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. <laughs> that is the best place they, to be in half. They hit a freaking artery. Five foot reach of the cleric. They're cutting my Achilles tendon. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from the figures we go to on Durs. Alrighty. It's in her square. Is it going to provoke if I cast? It does not threaten. Okay. So I will cast a Cure Light Wounds. Much for a little uh, education for our listeners out there, these are tiny sized creatures, uh, approximately like you know cats or tiny sized creatures. And as such, they uh, have to enter into a target square, meaning that they provoke an attack opportunity while they move into attack. And they don't actually have a threatened reach, which means that they can only threaten something in the square that they are also occupying. So our cleric can spellcast perfectly fine next to him, but if it jumps into a square and he can't move, well, then he's in trouble. Onuris would reach out and touch Citra's shoulder. You get six hit points back. Oh, thank goodness. Reach out You still have move action if you'd like to take it, but... I think I'm good where I am. Holding your ground. Bringing us back to the now-healed Citra. Your wounds would close back over... (laughs) Filled with the holy power of uh, horse, I believe. Horse. Horse. Uh, I'm going to five foot step forward uh, and attack <coughs> the flanked one that's on top of Segura. Very well. Jump forward. Segura hops from foot to foot as you stab Aww, down. Aw, yay. That would be a 19 and plus two for flanked, so 25. 25 will most definitely hit the Which tiny target. Threat. I think you're mad. That is a threat. Roll to confirm. Okay, I was going to say these can be. (coughs) Ah, same thing. So my sneak attack does not double. No. Okay. Your regular damage will double, your sneak attack will not. Okay, so. Nine points of damage. That will solidly strike and kill the thing as you would somehow find the vulnerable point between its tiny little head and its tiny little shoulders and pop its tiny little head off. That would seem to stop it. Little did you know that Citra had time building toys in the past. (laughs) You are a doll maker. That is your profession. (laughs) You're a profession doll maker. That would be so creepy. I'm sorry. (laughs) We go to Citra's place eventually. Just dolls. Just nothing nothing but porcelain dolls staring at you from the walls. This one's name is Annabelle. Yeah. Like, who collects creepy dolls like that? That is not okay. And you know where I'm going to put them as an adult? Next to my baby. Yes, next to the baby. And I don't don't know who designed the Annabelle doll, because I know that's not what the actual Annabelle doll looks like, but that is just creepy face in general. Who buys that? Creepers. All right. From Citra, we go to Sagira. Sagira's going to attack the one that's left. There's only one. That's fun. A 20. A 20 will hit... The tiny little animated figure. And then she will smash it. I slash at it, not smash it. Uh, Eight points of damage. Viciously chopping into it. It's still going. Oh, this one hasn't been hit yet. This one has not been hit yet. Okay. It's still going. You have a move action remaining if you'd like to take it. And hold your ground. Yeah. All right. Everyone's kind of... It's a pretty small room considering like the table occupies a lot of it. Unless you want to hop up on the diorama and possibly anger all of the rest of the tiny little soldiers on there. Let's not do that. What brings them to life? Yeah. It's a tiny warrior doll swarm. Sudi. <laughs> I'm going to take a five foot step into the flank with Onuris. And does Onuris have a weapon out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to hit it with my dagger. I need all the bonuses I can get. Hey, you guys are coming together as a team now. Oh, Lord. And I roll an at one. <laughs> <laughs> I roll an at one and do nothing. Yes, yeah, so as you spring forward and go, we're coming together as a team, guys. And then you just <laughs> like. Fall over. Yeah. 
trip on your own little cattail. Yep. The rope. <laughs> you can't yourself up in your rope. Uh, oh, oh, rope. Oh, the cattail would be even funnier. We used your rope. Oh, that's right. Actually, you don't have any You feel naked without your rope. Without all the weight of your rope, you're entirely off balance now. From Sudi, we go to our single remaining figure. That's a target-rich environment there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know what? He's going to go against the Defiler. He launches himself into Segura Square, provoking attack opportunity. From all of us, right? Or just no. her. Just um, I will smack him with a 21. A 21 will hit your target, though. And I will do nine points of damage. You would scatter him into pieces flung across the room as you chop down into him. That's a nice weapon. It's very good. Well, that was interesting. I feel it's a bit bad for these things. They're just doing what they're told. Um, I'm going to look at the rest of them on the table. If we, like, poke them, do they... They fall over. I will... Cool. Restand them after you poke them to fall over. I'm gonna pick the ones up off the ground and I'm gonna put them back on there. Like, okay. no, I can't put them back together. Obviously, I don't <laughs> you have just any put, like, super the two glue. little legs that are like doll maker. <laughs> I just put them back. Well, again, we're trying to be respectful. Hey, they so. attacked us. It was self defense. She took the cope. We were told to take things. You return the tiny little heroes up to the walls and their battlements in the in the tiny diorama city. Yeah. You have served your master well. Return of me or the dolls? The dolls. <laughs> Unless you're somehow under control of the and Taffy guy. No. There were, <clears throat> what else was there in this yet. room? A bunch of stuff. No. I, I, mean, I was looking at a chest. There was like a shield and there were some sword thingies and. Looking about the room, again, you guys have, in one of your cases, already pocketed the Kopesh. Mine. There is also a fine spear that you'd found that is also I, masterwork. Yeah, uh, masterwork I, spear I have on mine. I was going to say, yeah. and that's been nabbed. There's the composite shortbow, uh, which needs to be restringed. But, I think uh, it is that's mine also. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm taking all of this guy's stuff. It's oh, real nice. The weapons. The uh, scarab-shaped steel shield, which you have not been able to identify. Other than that, there are two other shields here. I guess we'll take them and we can identify that shield later. Yeah. Those are the, uh, if I remember right, one of them is Osiriani yes. or something, and the other one we don't know. One of them is Osiriani. Uh, it has the same symbol that the tiny little figure's shields also have. The other one appears to not be Osiriani. There are a number of chests here, though. They're all in good craftsmanship. They're less ornate than the one that you found in the previous room. Glancing over these, none of these chests are locked or trapped. Each has been sealed with wax. Oh, that's right. We oh. open one. Cracking open the first one. I check it for traps first. You can make a perception roll if you wish. Of course. Seven. Seven? Nine. Wait, wait, wait. I'm checking for chaps. Eight. Eight? No, it looks great. You've never felt safer. <laughs> I crack it open. Cracking it open, there would be a hiss of air. But after that, it seems to be a chest. Cool. Uh, what's in it? Checking inside, you would find 100 gold pieces and 42 silver pieces. Nice. Nice. Scoop them into the bag. And how many other chests were there? Weren't there a couple? Yes. Okay, I want the next it, one for chaps. Very well. That's a little better. I uh, get a 20 on that one. With a 20, opening up the other chests, as they are not trapped, there are, uh, searching through the rest of these, there are several scroll tubes. Opening these and glancing inside, they are brittle, but they are not disintegrating your hands as you'd find a number of papyrus records. Hmm. Anyone who can read Ancient Osiriani, which I guess you all handed over to on yours. Yep. This seems boring. <laughs> it's not boring. Boring. It's history. It's not gold. It's not a weapon. It can still be interesting. What does it say? What does it say? Looking <laughs> these over, these appear to hold private memos, expense ledgers. You're going to guess records of his 
most famous speeches, and a number of private correspondences. As you would dig through these, though, you would find some of the last entries seem to be uh, a discussion regarding the unfinished tomb of Akintepi's mistress, the woman that he was seeing after his uh, the tragedy that befell the rest of his family. There seems to be that he paid to actually add on to his tomb to bury her here. Although, from what you can determine from this, you're going to guess that that wing was never completed. Anyone that wishes to make, make me an appraise check. I will appraise. I will kind of appraise with a 10. I get an 11. I get a 10. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you have no idea how much this would be worth. It would probably be worth something to somebody. I will but. keep it. Lastly, there is a clay urn. It is also sealed with wax. Uh, uh, but is we, it? does it look like a... Canoptic cano- jar? No. Uh, it looks to be just a regular clay urn, probably filled with maybe grain for use in the afterlife. You're not entirely positive. Okay, well then I'll open that. That's fine. Uh, or maybe wine that would have been taken with them into now, the next life. Do the seals actually have anything on it to like say what it is? No, they're just okay. plain seals. I will open this urn. Cracking this open, the room would fill with a fine scent. Ah, wonderful. Uh, glancing inside, it seems to be filled with some sort of oily fluid. Anyone that wishes to may make me an appraise or I'll allow a craft alchemy. <laughs> God. Eight. Uh, Twenty. <laughs> Not worth saying. Yeah, no, oh. not worth saying. Sudi, I suppose, going over there and sniffing with your cat nose. You believe that this probably contains nard? It's an expensive, oily por- perfume. Did anybody hear narf? Narf. Narf. Nard. Nard. I'm glad I didn't drink this. <laughs> uh, so how much would that be worth? Uh, that'd be worth about 75 gold. Sweet. Put the lid back on. Sudi makes the joke. Put some perfume on. Put the lid back on. A little perfume on, you know. And there aren't any other exits from this room, right? No. This appears to be a dead end. The uh, only other way that you have to go would be heading back to the initial chamber you entered into with the wall scroll and then Uh. going south or left from when you originally come in. Oh, right. Because there was another set of stairs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Two sets of stairs and we went down this one because of the smell. The sound. The the sound or the lack of sound? There was sound. Sound, sorry. Uh, But you think now might have been these tiny little figurines marching around? Hanging out. Playing poker. I suppose we return to the room with the tapestry. Cool. You can re-enter the room. The tapestry still sits off to the side. Down the, the sad stairs. visions of uh, all of Akintepi's family looking out at you. I guess we'll head down the stairs. Opening the other door and descending down the stairs. Is it trapped? Wait, did we check the other room for any secret doors or anything? Uh, we did you not. You have not checked for any secret doors yet. Let's check this and then we'll check everything for secret doors. Okay. So, I mean, if the mistress's tomb was supposed to be added on here, maybe they just didn't log it, but it might have been. Or it just wasn't finished, but it was started? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So you're descending down the stairs on this side? We are. Yeah. Are, right. Is there a trap? Are there traps? Uh, trap, trap, traps. We'll, we'll find when we open it. Anyone that wants to make a perception roll, man. Eight. Oh, no. Oh, no. gosh. It looks great. Fine. I guess I'm walking yeah, down the, the stairs. This is the downside to level one, guys. Descending down the stairs and reaching the bottom, you would find a set of double doors. Getting the all clear from uh, Citra, I suppose Sagira would hold on to the door and open them up. Yep. You would step into a large chamber. I would state large. All of you had probably noticed by this point that everything seems to be mostly mirrored that you've run into, and almost all the rooms seem to be 20 foot square. Hmm. Just a uniform construction. This room itself is also 20 foot square. Opposite of where you've just stepped in, uh, I imagine you'd pause and immediately heft your weapon as you would see movement before realizing that there's a massive mirror, which stretches across the wall opposite of the door you've just come in. Ah, interesting. Flanked by two statues. The statue off towards your left-hand side depicts a tall, gaunt woman in a flowing hooded gown, 
holding an hourglass in one hand. The figure on the opposite side is that of a jackal-headed man carrying a scepter and a staff in his hand. Mm. A set of stone double doors stands slightly ajar off towards your left. And a second set of stone double doors also standing slightly ajar stands off towards your right. That's interesting. Torch holders sculpted in the shape of bird skulls are built into each corner. Everything in here is covered in a thin layer of dust and cobwebs. Well, left or right? Maybe we should check these uh, statues. I'd like to look at the mirror. Uh-huh. See if it's maybe like a double-sided thing. I don't know if it's a thing. He can watch you thing. from the beyond the grave through the mirror. So, Sagira, what are you wanting to do? I guess I'm just going to, like, guard. Oh. <laughs> so go ahead and roll me a perception. Sudi, you're... Uh, inspecting the statues. Uh, which one? We'll start with the jackal. Very well. I believe Citra is making her way over towards the mirror on yours. We figured out, we made checks on those masks, so we know that that's Anubis, and I'm assuming the other one's probably Phrasma. Yes. All right, I guess I'll go check out the statue of Phrasma since Sudi's looking at the one of Anubis. I mean, Sudi could glance over and immediately determine that's a statue of Phrasma, being that that's his deity. Yeah. So, so like, oh. not, not nearly as interesting as a uh, little jackal-headed action. A- Anubis? I have no ranks in knowledge religion, so he's jackal man. <clears throat> you know he's Anubis. Yeah, I identified the mask earlier. It's, uh, it's Anubis. That's true. Uh, so glancing over the two statues, the two of you would be able to determine that, yes, they are in fact statues of uh, Anubis and Phrasma. Both of them are taking a position here that you'd say is maybe more of a almost guardian sort of manner, which would probably make both of you a little concerned just considering how often you hear stories of like animated statues and stone golems and well, things. Well, I mean, we just fought stones. tiny little baby statues, yeah. and now these may be the fully upgraded to kind. Eyeing them, though, they look to just be finely crafted statues. Sagira glancing about the room. What did you make on your perception roll? Sagira gets a 22. You would note that they're, again, everything in here is covered in a fine layer of dust, including the cobwebs and such, which are mostly not disturbed. The dust, however, is. Uh-oh. Making its way from the open door to your left to the open door to your right. There seem to be tracks before you'd even entered in here. Hmm. If you have survival, you may make a survival check to identify that? the tracks. Is it track? Well, track doesn't... Um... It is tracking. Okay. And that's what, half your level? Yes. Well, one. To a minimum of one. I uh, get a 14. The 14. You can see the tracks. You can see that they're going back and forth, but you can't really identify what they're tracks of. Huh. At the very least, they don't look to be people. It just looks like the dust is disturbed. You would also note that the dust is disturbed, but the cobwebs aren't, meaning that whatever it is must be relatively small. Huh. Or at the very least, low to the ground. It could be a good size. I mean, alligators are really large, but low to the ground. I'm going to walk over to one of the doors and close it. Uh, which one? Uh, the one on the left. You make your way over and uh, just kind of gently close the door. <laughs> Citra, making your way over and peering into the mirror as you begin to approach it, you would push through the cobwebs and see your own shadowy reflection as you step forward, seeing the shadowy reflection of your companions also cast in here, as I believe all three of you are carrying a light source. I have a torch. Oh, that's right. You have a torch, and uh, yeah, I think they have. Onurus has cast light on. Uh, yeah, I have light cast yeah. on me somewhere. Okay. So, and I think you've lit your lantern. Yes, I have my lantern. But holding up your lantern, you would actually see five reflections, not four. Oh. As you would stare into the mirror, you would see that there is a man standing behind you. Turning around, you don't see anyone. But looking back into the mirror, you can see the reflection of a human man with bronze skin, maybe in his forties wearing white ceremonial robes and a headdress. Does it looks identical to all the depictions that you've seen of Akintepi. Does he look hostile? Interestingly, the reflected image appears stern and a little disapproving, as does yours. 
your reflection doesn't actually reflect your own expression, just a stern and almost disapproving version of your reflection back to you as you make <laughs> eye contact. I test it by, like, waving my hand. and All the motions follow, but your facial expression remains the same. Okay. I turn to look at Akintepi. Turning around? No, no, no. Like, I'm, I, like if I'm looking forward at my reflection, I kind of want to look off to the side at him and maybe say hello? <laughs> he doesn't seem to respond. All of you can see you're talking to the mirror now. Who are you talking to? What's going on? Do you guys not see it? Beginning to step a little closer, you can see an additional figure standing behind you as you begin to make your way up. And all of us see him behind us. Behind the individual looking. All of you can also see your own reflex- reflection staring stern and disapprovingly back towards all of you. <laughs> oh, that's weird. What does Citra want to do? Um, can you understand me? There is no response. I will need you to make a fortitude save. <laughs> Stop talking to ghosts! Thirteen? <laughs> Thirteen? You'd feel an odd scratching in your forehead. Reaching up a hand, you seem to be fine. Um, uh, it, it's likely he's not going to speak Osiriani or Kamen. Are any of the rest of you doing anything? I'm walking over and closing the other door. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you closing the doors? There's tracks that lead between them. You should try talking to him in ancient Osiriani. He will understand that. That's assuming this isn't just some sort of magic in the mirror. Who has detect magic? I'll cast detect magic. <laughs> I was like, I can't do uh, it. Detecting magic, there is a magical aura on this mirror. You'll need three rounds to uh, determine it, then you can make a spellcraft check. Alrighty. Are any of the rest of you doing anything while you're... I'm going to grab Citra and pull her away from the mirror. <laughs> Stop looking at the mirror. I'll watch for the doors to open. <laughs> After three rounds, you can make a spellcraft check if you wish. Twenty-one. You can read a faint illusion and transmutation auras on this. So obviously this isn't actually like a conjuration. It's not summoning anything. The transmutation aura is odd. It looks like it may be some sort of trap, although you can't exactly determine what kind of trap it is. I will, however, need you to make a fortitude save. Seventeen. Seventeen? No. You may make a perception roll, actually, as you're looking. Twenty-four. Twenty-four? You would stare at it. Again, you can't necessarily determine exactly what it does, although you would feel an odd scratching on your forehead. As you would stare at your reflection in the mirror, you would notice that something seems to be slowly appearing on your reflection's forehead. You felt it too! You felt it too! I think it might be some sort of trap. You may make a linguistics check if you so wish. Okay. I don't know if you want to read the symbol appearing on your forehead. Just saying. That's up to you. 18. Do you wish to read the symbol? Sure. Oh no. You would have a great deal of difficulty reading the symbol, and you'd realize then that it's because it's in reverse. Kind of squinting and putting it together, it looks to be the ancient Osiriani glyph for thief, <laughs> branded into the forehead of your reflection. That makes sense. Is it on your real head? Is it on my real head? No. It's maybe a little bit red if you've been like mm-hmm. kind of rubbing at where it itches, but... It's some sort of trap or deterrent, I imagine. I can't figure out exactly what the magic does. Oh, <laughs> you said it itched your head. Maybe it puts the brand on your head, so everyone will know you're a thief. Then maybe we should not mess with this mirror. Probably not. I think we Especially. should probably move on. <laughs> this then. is a huge mirror. We can't. It covers take the, the entirety of the twenty-foot wall. Okay, then JK, I can't carry this. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. Left. I don't right. know how we're getting this out of here. <laughs> so left or right? Reduce object. The Tomb Raider's best friend. Maybe you know, there's a statue of Phrasma here. Maybe we should make an offering. Say, hey, we're here on your temple's permission. I don't know if you can bribe the Lady of Graves. Well, I don't mean to bribe, but to appease. 
having no ranks and knowledge religion, I would not know any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to put a rank and knowledge religion. I am going to take a gold piece out and put two, actually, and put one at the foot of Phrasma and one at the foot of Anubis. Okay. Do you have any knowledge religion? I'm I just suppose... doing it because I'm a superstitious Osiriani. Okay, that's fine. I suppose you probably, <laughs> you know, mouth a few words of kind of a, I think this is probably a generic sort of prayer thing. Yeah. A little slot so. opens up, it slides in, you hear a ka-chink, and <laughs> they start playing the carnival music. No. We aren't at, on Ferenginar with the, well, I can't remember what it's called, their afterlife, where it's all based on gold. Anyway. Let's go to one of these doors. There's obviously something waiting. It's short. And I don't know what kind well, of tracks this are. Should we go through the door where it ended up, or should we go through the door that it came from? It goes back and forth. Yeah. You weren't able to oh, determine which forth. way. The door on your left would technically take you to, again, from what you can determine, the entirety of this place has been mirrored. So it would be effectively the mirrored room to where you battled the figurines just a minute ago, just on the opposite side. The door on the right, there was not a door heading that direction when you went downstairs to the chariot room. Mm. Let's do the left first. Mm. Okay. okay. Heading to the left. Is it trapped? I closed it. It's fine. <laughs> well, you reset. Little did you know, you reset the trap. Reset the trap. Yeah. Approaching towards the door, the door is closed. Yeah. You don't <laughs> say. Can I check it for traps really quickly? Someone's come through and Just to make sure that doors. she didn't reset anything. Yes, you may check it for traps if you so wish. I get an 18. An 18? The door does not appear to be trapped. It looks like something maybe scratched at the bottom of this. Down around the, and something seems to have, like worn it down a little bit. You're going to guess that something's been kind of coming and going through here for some time. The dust is not as thick on this door, mm. but no, it looks to be safe to open. All right, I'm going to open this door. Opening the door, mummy cat, mummy cat. Actually, I've found some mummified cats. So this chamber breaks with the mirrored reflection that you've seen thus far. You were honestly probably expecting a short hallway, somewhat like the hallway of mass you saw on the other side. Instead, on the opposite side of this door is a, uh, you'd say maybe 20 feet wide by about 30 foot long chamber. Huh. Pillars would line the walls of this rectangular chamber, interspersed with the stone jackal heads extending from the walls. A stone altar covered in a layer of dust sits at the far room, end of this room. An altar to who? From here, you can't exactly determine. There's jackal masks, probably the newest. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to step in, look around. You begin making your way forward. Anyone else wishing to do something? Or? I want to. On yours, we'll go look at the altar. Okay. On yours is heading towards the altar. I'm following Sagira. Kind of keeping an eye out with Sagira. Yep. Maybe she won't steal more things. <laughs> and what are you doing? I, I'm going to the altar. Okay. I want to check out these uh, masks that are lining the wall. Uh, having already identified Anubis, uh, you'd be able to determine these are masks depicting Anubis which line the surrounding walls, all an assorted number of jackal-headed masks staring down. Shelves sit nearby. These shelves seem to be covered with an assorted number of tools and implements, left here in an almost ceremonial-like manner. Most of these seem to be maybe some sort of cutting tools, as well as an additional number of jars seemingly filled with salt, which are scattered about the room. In addition to that are what appears to be a shelf containing a number of linen wraps. Making your way forward, I will need a perception roll from the party. Embalmer's tools. Yeah, this is where they make the mummies. Although, it's kind of weird. All right, what do we get? A 10 for Sagira. Uh, 24 for Sudi. 22 for Citra. And yours gets a 14. I suppose on yours, we begin making his way up towards the altar. Altar is probably a misstatement. There seem to be a number of religious signs and iconography around the outside of this, but the top of this looks to be just a flat slab, probably for the laying out of a body. You would guess that the more than likely, much as uh, you just stated, this is maybe possibly where they embalmed him. 
before actually burying him. The embalming process takes a great deal of time, so this is probably where they kept his body until it was time to actually inter him in a sarcophagus. Sagira, I imagine, would be kind of keeping an eye on the surrounding walls, and having seen that this room looks to be mostly empty, I imagine keeping an eye on the door that you came from, thinking that, okay, well, maybe whatever it was is on the other side right now. (laughs) Sudi, as you would step your way forward, you would see what initially you think is possibly a creature, before you'd approach and realize that it actually seems to be the empty carapace of a scarab beetle, although in this one, a scarab beetle closer to the size of a cat. Wow. You would notice that there actually seem to be a couple fragments scattered about, as if there were these scare beetles here and then something seems to have maybe torn them apart or possibly devoured them. As you would turn, glancing back towards the other, Citra, you would hear something. A kind of scrape as you would look over. On yours, kind of glancing and leaning down, I imagine to look over the hieroglyphs on the side of the altar as you would see one hairy, albino-like, white, insectoid leg grab onto the opposite side and see the tiny face begin to stare up and over it as whatever horrid creature that is begins to make its way up towards your now-kneeling compatriot. great. You can tell that a second one seems to be rounding the opposite side to circle around behind him as the two creatures begin to close, and I will need initiative from the party. I'm going to get eaten, you guys. Oh, oh, music. I'm not ready. Sad. Now, sadly, your viewers at home will not be able to see this, but just for everyone's edification, and sorry, Heather. Um, oh, ah. Horrible, monstrosity things. Oh, man. Uh, spider. This is why I, I couldn't be an adventurer. It's I'd be like, like a, I'm out. I was scared of the cat-sized scarab beetles. <laughs> I know. Well, I was like, I mean, the beetles are probably fine. This will probably be fun. Oh, I've no, the no, mummy these things often. are not fun. Yeah, the mummy kind of ruins scarab beetles. Those are like magic scarab beetles. You think that those don't exist somewhere in Osirian? Well, I don't mean, they ca- use beetles to clean yeah, bones Yeah, I mean, carrion beetles life. are a thing, mm. but like they're they're relatively slow. They're not going to like murder you in like two seconds. Okay, well, it's an exaggeration, but it's still terrible. It's okay. My totally oblivious self is about to get murdered. It's fine. <laughs> You're like, do-do-do. Oh, God, spider. Snack, 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 snack. How did they get down here, and why? Maybe they were put here to guard the tomb. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if we know anything about them, because if they're magical beasts, we'll have no clue. Hopefully they're just normal things. Segura. A seven. Segura's rolling in with a seven. You beat me. Oh, God. Sudi. Three. Three. Wow. I beat you. Citra. Six. Six Man, for six. We're not ready. We're not ready for spiders. On yours. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> you're ready, but you're not aware. <laughs> All right. You're closest. So we got a little surprise attack action going on here. First round of combat that'll actually bring us to these uh, horrid creatures. Both of them would skitter up on top of the uh, altar. Actually, as one would skitter on top of the altar, the other one circles around, getting into a flanking position, bringing us to Citra. I imagine you're going, like, lamp and kopesh right now, so you've still got your kopesh in your hand. Uh, or, sorry, kukri. Uh, kukri. Yeah, uh, da, 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 da. I will five-foot-step over. Do you still have your dagger? Over? I'm assuming we also have our weapons out, because we've been attacked yeah. a few times um, now. Yeah, so yeah. I will uh, five-foot-step over to get the yeah. weird thing in a flank. Yeah, although you're not currently flanking as, uh, at I the moment, Onuris is not aware of the, okay. the fight, so he's not threatening. Um... Can I ready in a surprise attack? 
Yeah, it's just going to move you into initiative. But okay. I don't think he noticed them. Like, you can ready an action as a standard action, and then it will kick in, and then it will move you in initiative order uh, to when it kicks in. So if you're basically saying, I ready until Onuris goes, then you can do that. Hmm. I mean, you did get a really high initiative. You can also make a knowledge nature if you have it. Nope. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and try to attack it. Ooh, okay. Uh, I get a 22, and that's a threat. A 22 will strike your target as you step up. I don't think a 10 will confirm, though. A 10 will not sadly confirm. That's okay. I still do four points of damage. Four points of damage? As you viciously cut into it, sending one of its legs scattering away as you slice deep into the thing, it would hiss, turning and spinning on you, raising its forward pinchers uh, instead of front legs like many spiders have. Pinchers? Spider crap. I may have made a serious mistake here. Sooty. I'm going to sell surprise tech round, so I'm going to charge it. It's... Only within five feet, so you can't. Oh, that's true. I, actually, that's true. I can take five a step. Five I'm gonna take five a step and hit it. Cool. You would step up. You kick down at the thing. With a thirteen. Thirteen will not hit it as yeah. it skitters back out of the way. Unfortunate. It's like a natural armor. Balancing on its five remaining legs and hefting its claws back towards you. Yeah. That'll bring us to round one of combat. On yours. Okay, I noticed the creepy things oh, trying to murder me. There's a horrible monstrosities <laughs> up on the altar and behind you. I'll swing um, at if the... you have knowledge, nature, you no. may roll it. Oh my! I will. <laughs> Why am I British? Okay. <laughs> um, no, no. I will swing at the one that uh, Citra already hurt with a fifteen. With a fifteen, will strike your flanked target. There's my D8. There it is. Onuris does five points of damage. Viciously cutting down and into it, you would crack into its carapace, but it would continue to skitter. I think I'll stay where I am. Yeah, hold your ground there. That would bring us to the beasties. Oh no. The first one in that flanked position, he's going to skitter to the side, but still go ahead and attack at Onurus. Lunges ahead with his claws. Now that perfect 20 is going to automatically hit threat. Natural 1 will not confirm. Yay! That spectrum. I don't want to die. No one wants uh, to die. It claws you for 4 points of damage, though. Ouch. Its second claw, maybe with a 19. Oh yeah, that'll hit me. Yep. Claw digs in, striking you for 2 points of damage. It then bites at you with a 13. That misses. It then rins, um, oh, digging in with both of its claws and ripping sideways for another. It didn't hit me with both claws, did it? It hit you with both claws oh. and missed with its bite. It didn't confirm the critical. Mm. This is why you don't fight spiders. <laughs> spider crabs. It's spider crabs. Uh, it then rips into you for another two points of damage as it begins Thanks. ripping into you. I'm at one hit point, guys. The other one doing. attacks. Oh, no. You can't have our cleric. It might. Uh, 18. Yep. That will hit as it hits you with a claw. It rips into you for two points of damage. This made a negative one. Uh, ripping into you as the other one tears into you as they basically begin to claw viciously, dropping you to the ground. You have the honor of being the first one in the negatives. <laughs> it uh, leaps off of the table now that you're no longer a threat and then continues its attacks against... Let's go with Citra. Yeah. 
Oh, no. Clawing at you with a 14 and no. biting at you with a 17. Uh, the second one will hit. Its bite chomps a hold of you, uh, dealing three points of damage. Mm. You would wait for that uncomfortable stinging sensation, but you don't feel anything. You don't think that these things are venomous. Okay. Bring us to Sagira, who I suppose would immediately spin around okay. and go, oh god. I know nature, so let's see if I know what these are. You may roll knowledge nature. God, I can't roll. I get a 12. A 12? You can at the very least identify these things. Okay. God, I'm not good at a... Uh, Suli fugids. What? What? So, uh, so, Suli fugids. You know what? They're called camel spiders. Camel spiders. Okay, it's terrifying. Uh, sometimes they're referred to as wind scorpions or sun spiders, despite the fact that they are neither spiders nor scorpions. They're actually their own unique uh, species. Oh. They basically grab a hold of their prey with their bite uh, to feed with twin sets of vertically aligned mandibles. Uh, when hunting in groups, uh, they prefer to attack targets already grappled by other Suli fods and then tear them apart. Huh. Well, that's terrible. Uh, I guess I'm going to move forward to the closest Sulipod and take a two-handed grip on my Kopesh and smash down at it. Yeah, their flint claws are actually a little bit more like a, like a praying mantis, but anyway. I keep rolling terribly, though, so I only get a 15. <laughs> a 15 uh, will strike your target, though. Oh, well, that's that's wonderful. That's good. And I do 10 points of damage. You would splatter the already injured one, sending okay. chunks of uh, solifilidas everywhere. <laughs> Camel spider. From Sagira, we go to Citra. Uh, I'll attack the one that is on the altar at the moment. Uh, it's on the ground. If you it's on the uh, ground? I thought no, well, it's, it's still, still on the sitting altar. on the table. I thought it hopped off the table. No, it, oh. it did hop off the table. Oh, okay. So it's in front of me, or it's... Yes, Oh. Okay. Well, there was a thing in the way there, so I don't know. Okay. Oh, I couldn't see. I can't really get into a flank there. You can um, take a five-foot step. There's a, oh, pillar. There's a column. There's a pillar there, yeah. yeah. It's fine. I'll just swing down at it with my kukri. The monk could stand over Ugh. the cleric. But I do not think an 11 will hit. An 11 will not hit. To be fair, it just clawed into you, so I imagine, you know, blood is splattered across the floor, and you're just trying to keep your feet and get back. Also, and yours has a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, you need that. A lot that. less now than you did. You need that to live. <laughs> uh, it kind of helps. Sooty. Uh, I'm going to take... Well, I guess you're unconscious now, so I'm going to gingerly step into your square. Very well. You hop forward protectively, crouched over your compatriot. Wow. Your tail smacking him in the face. <laughs> so that's what you need when you're dying. Cat tail. <laughs> that's exactly what a cat would want that's to do to you. And I flurry of blows. Very well. Oh. Uh, 12. <laughs> Is that with the flank? 14. 14 will strike your target. Hey! You're welcome. Yes, uh, for 8 points of damage. 8 viciously kicking into the side of this thing. It is still going. Uh, that's only a 12, so. Is that with the flank? That's with the flank. <laughs> okay, that will not hit, though. Sad. I was uh, going to be like all heroic and stuff, but oh well. You're still. Still got a good hit off of it. You're still. Uh, Crouched over on yours, protecting him. Bring us to on yours. I'm going to need you to make a stabilization. I always, check. I still want to roll percentile, like it's 3.5 land. How the no, it's ha, it's a d20 doing? plus your constitution modifier. You're trying to hit 10 minus how many hit points you're below zero. Okay, so my constitution modifier is a one, and Correct. I'm at negative one. So just so whatever a, you, you roll. You need to roll d20 and get a 10 or higher. That's kinked. That's also kinked. Good lord. I get a 15. I'm not dying 15. anymore. Yep, you're stabilized. <laughs> you just. Down and we keep fighting. Uh, from there, we go to the uh, the camel spider. 
You know what? You know, Sudi just kicked the crap out of it. So it's going to full out attack. It's going to be a pile of bodies in that one square. <laughs> uh, let's hope not. Dodge and weave. Dodge and weave. 18. Yes. So uh-huh. hits with a claw. It hits for a painful four points of damage. Ow. A uh, second claw comes in with a 12, and then the no. bite comes in with a 11. No. So you had managed to duck and weave around the other two, but the claw still catches you across the thigh. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Segura. I'm going to step forward to join the party here with the spider, and I'm going to slash down at it, still two-handed. I get a 20. A 20 will strike the camel spider. I do seven points of damage. That would splatter as you would chop down viciously into it, sinning guts flying in every which way. I suppose all of you look down at the cleric and go... I have a potion of cure light wounds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, Who's I hope help the somebody does. We have two in the med kit. Oh, know? then we use the med kit stuff. Yeah, we use the one in the, the, one of the two in the med kit. So, I rush over to you, tilt your head back, and shove it down your throat. Does she need to roll? Or do I need to roll? Technically, yeah, we'll go ahead and roll. Whoever we'll just... has the better dice luck. <laughs> I'm gonna roll. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Dang it, never brag. <laughs> uh, you get four back. Mm-hmm. At least you're alive. Yay, I'm Experience? alive. You, uh, you confidently come back to uh, consciousness. You now have arachnophobia. <laughs> yes. Or You've gained one insanity point. Uh, you garner experience for defeating two challenge ratings of one, netting the party 100 experience points apiece, 200 experience total. Thank you. Halfway to level two. Is everybody? Is anybody else hurt? You're hurt, yeah, and you're I'm, hurt. I'm, yeah, I'm a little half hurt. down. I'm not really hurt. I'm kind of hurt, but not from this fight. I channel. Everybody gets back five. Sweet. Call out to horse, raising your holy symbol. I, my holy symbol's on my face. Oh, holy right. symbol. Raising you just face. like eyeball them. <laughs> Get your <laughs> face out. You give them the side eye. Yeah. Mean mugging them. I like to think it just kind of flashes and glows. And you're holy mugging them. Holy mugging. <laughs> holy mugging. Don't mug me. With your holy face. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Let's search this room, shall we? Yes. Uh, continuing your search, I mean, honestly, other than the stuff that I addressed previously, even the assorted tools in here don't seem to be of an exceptional quality or uh-huh. make above and beyond normal, so. Well, that's disappointing. Well, you're going to guess that a lot of these seem to have been probably left in here as like a kind of a ceremonial thing, really more than these were the actual tools that the professionals were using. All right, then let's go back to the mirror room and everybody just hold up yes. your hands yeah, so you don't exactly. like don't look, look in the mirror. Blinder, blinders on. Yeah, Please. and we'll go across the hall. Making your way back and across the hall. Can we tell if these were the things that were making the tracks through the dirt? I mean, they're low enough to the ground, feasibly. Yeah. Uh, although there may be, if they're eating down here, there may be more beetles down here somewhere. Yes, but maybe not. Dire scare beetles. Uh, I guess I'm going to open the door. Uh, technically, with those carapaces, you could have also made a knowledge nature on those. Oh, yeah, I guess I should do that. I don't know anything about them, and I get a nine. A nine? I mean, they're bugs. <laughs> These are really big ones, but they're not really ones that you're used to. They might be some sort of subterranean beetle. Uh, all right, to the other door. Segura takes point. Segura opens the door. I check it for traps before she does so. Oh, I close it. I just assumed there weren't traps. It's a bad assumption. So. I get a 24 to check for traps. The 24, the uh, door looks clear. Sweet. I suppose you'd give the nod to your compatriot. All right, I'm going to push this door open. Pushing open the door, you would find beyond the door a set of, or a flight of steps, gradually <laughs> descending down. 
About halfway down the stairs, small holes and burrowed <coughs> tunnels riddle what remains of the passage's wall on the left-hand side. Uh, so the Beatles got in. Earth and sand have spilled over the collapsed masonry, covering the stairs with dirt and rubble. A stone set of double doors engraved with a golden scarab, its wings open beneath a golden sun, stand at the far end of the stairway. One of those doors is slightly ajar. All right. <laughs> Carrying on. This is probably where the Beatles came from. There's probably more terrible things past this door. We carry on. As you would push your way forward, I will need a perception roll from the party. That's better. 13. 25. It's not a trap, is it? That is not a trap. Okay, then I got a 22. Apparently it's just going to be on Yaris's job to be oblivious. I get an 8. I mean, you notice the buggy bug. Much as was previously the case, uh, Sigari, you would make your way forward. Your compatriots following along behind you. Onuris, I imagine, would be somewhat concerned with his tattered remnants of his clothes and the sticky blood clinging everything to him at this point. It's it was, awesome. It was a rough fight for you. <laughs> Our two perceptive members, though, in the form of Sigira <laughs> and Citra. That was Sudi, not me. Oh, Sudi and Citra. So all these S's. Sudi and Citra. As you begin to get most of the way down through, you would notice that the sand scatters across the entirety of this floor. Strangely, there's sand that is slightly off in color. This forms an almost like zigzagging shape. You would basically notice this as you begin to approach, and about the same point that Citro would, or sorry, Sigiro would reach the sand and begin to make her way across to get down to the door on the opposite side of the stairs. As you would step, the two of you would basically be able to see the sand shift Uh-oh. beneath her feet. Before it rears up, forming into some sort of serpentine snake or some long, sinuous creature made of sand and rock that would rear up as its mouth full of rocky teeth basically opens up and it stares down. I will need everyone to roll for initiative, but I think we'll pick this up next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Find the Path. Please leave us a review on iTunes as it really helps us out. If you want to follow us, you can on our website or on Facebook as Find the Path, on Twitter at Find the Path Channel, or follow the Find the Path YouTube channel for our video content. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at findthepathchannel at gmail.com. Thanks again.